Hi, thanks for listening to the first episode of The Showcase. Now, I just want to take a quick second and acknowledge that there's another podcast called The Showcase by Radiotopia. There's a big chance that you might have downloaded this one by accident. If that's the case, do not stop listening. You're here for a reason. The Cosmic Fates have led you to this unknown podcast hosted by a nobody. And trust me, you're going to love this. Now, that other podcast, sure, it's hosted by a British-sounding guy named Mohammed. He's got a real soothing voice, not like yours truly, a nasally-ass voice coming out of a chubby, asthmatic Asian with a short tongue. So, you know, a lot of times I inadvertently sound like a real Asian stereotype, but that's not my fault. It's my genetics, all right? I got a short tongue, and I got hot Korean temper, so sometimes I don't speak in complete sentences. Right? And also, that other podcast honestly has great production value. There are sound effects and sound mixing and shit, and they tackle real issues like, why do we keep secrets? Like shit like that, right? But not this one. This is a straight-up talk show where I ask my guests the same seven questions, and we see where it goes from there. Now, that being said, hello, and welcome to The Showcase. I'm your host, Peter Kim, and this is a podcast where I interview and showcase diverse comedic talent in Hollywood. Now... You might be asking yourself, who the fuck are you and why do I care? Well, firstly, I'm a comedian. I'm an actor. Sometimes I write. I like to do improv, but I'm not that great at it because I don't like sharing the stage, right? It's going to be all about me. So I mostly do stand-up comedy because of that. I moved to Hollywood, USA about two and a half months ago to do this program called the CBS Diversity Showcase. Now, if you know about this program, you might be aware that there's been a lot of bad PR around it lately. And if you don't know what that program is, then just Google it and you'll see what I'm talking about. So here I am, right, fresh to Hollywood and spending four days a week at the CBS Radford lot in Studio City with 60 plus writers, 21 actors in a basement, pitching, writing, rehearsing a one act sketch comedy show that's about to go up in January in front of literally everyone in Hollywood. So it's a big deal especially someone new to Hollywood USA. And whether we admit it or not, it's extremely competitive. And um, look, I'll be honest. It was a grueling process, mostly because there are 20 other actors. And I, as, as I mentioned before, I don't like sharing the stage. you know. But as, as weeks went on, I got to know these people, Latinos, Black people, Indians, white gays, lesbians, other fucking Asians. You know, we got it all, right? And at first, I was like, damn, I'm the oldest motherfucker in here. And I got to start making new friends. And, you know, being all nice and shit. Like, I'm 35 years old. I don't want to meet new friends. All right? I got three friends. That's enough. I'm done. You know? But what happens inevitably, inevitably, I got to stop trying to, like, use big words and shit. What eventually happens, right, while you're stuck in the comedy trenches is you start bonding. Getting to know each other, not as competition, but as collaborators. So that's what this podcast is about. I got to meet 20 extremely talented, young, uh, hungry, diverse talent. And uh, I'm going to take this opportunity because I'm here. I'm meeting new people. And, I, and, you know, with all that bad publicity, I wanted to turn it around and, and have something positive that I could look back on. And there's a lot of positives. And one of the great positives is meeting all these people. So each episode, you're going to meet a new person in the cast. And uh, they're all diverse for different reasons. And we're going to dive into uh, their lives and showcase these people. So sit back, relax. Or if you're in a car, don't relax. Pay attention to the road. 
and enjoy my conversation with our first guest, Frank Garcia Hale. I mean, I miss being like. It's like making love to I'm looking for my dinner. Like a dog. Like, yeah. Hey, pss, pss, pss. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. You're going too long. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Frank Garcia Hale, mm-hmm. thank you for coming to the studio. Hi. Yeah. Yes. Are Dude, we starting? Yeah. We're, start- okay, we're great. here. <laughs> great. There's some noise in the background because my studio is in my apartment. <laughs> Are you okay sitting on the floor? Yeah, I'm yeah. great. Oh, okay, because some nice. people come and they can't sit on the floor. This is a very like Korean setup uh-huh. where we eat on the floor on this big ass table. I like it. I yeah. mean, I actually do sit on the floor most of the time because our yeah. couch uh, is a little bit of a cheap. Uh, I don't know. It's like a, something we bought off the internet. Okay, like from Target or something like that. And uh-huh. so, like, I'm usually sitting on the floor at our. Uh, table in the living room watching tv and eating so i'm used to it <laughs> you're a floor rat as well yep just like us okay well thank you so much for coming uh i know it's like the holidays and stuff but mm-hmm. you're new to new york you're new from new york right yeah from new york i yeah. moved here uh back in uh late april gotcha yeah okay April. Yeah. Oh, I thought you moved for the uh, showcase. No, you I, w- I, I moved here already because I had made my mind up that uh, our lease was up in April in New York. Yeah. And uh, I had been past three years kind of coming back and forth. And I was like, uh, we had been thinking, me and my wife had been thinking about like moving. Yeah. And then finally our lease was up and it just seemed like the right time because I was in New York for almost 11 years. I'm from New York. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Flushing, Queens. Oh, cool. Where were you? I was uh, in Brooklyn for about seven years, and the rest of the time I was in Manhattan okay. on the Upper West Side. Upper West is nice. Yeah, it was yeah. very nice. 74th okay. uh, between Columbus and Amsterdam, right by like Beacon and stuff. Yeah. On our street was the, um, uh, what do you call it? The um, uh, Levain, the bakery. It's a oh. cook, like this bakery that had cookies, these huge, giant cookies. Oh, I love cookies. Yeah. That's my favorite baked good. It's great. Yeah. It was awesome. Levain's. I'll have to check that out Levain. next time I'm there. Levain. Yeah. Levain okay. Bakery. All right. I'll take a <laughs> shout out to Levain Bakery. Yeah. Give yeah. me free cookies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, question number one. Mm-hmm. In a word, describe your first impression of me. Of you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I, I thought you were fucking awesome, to be uh, honest uh, with awesome you. Awesome was the first one word. That's Wait, the word you mean you just use. like seeing you or like watching you perform? No, just I walk in the door. Uh-huh. What, what was your thought? I was like, oh, cool. A new cast member. <laughs> and that's okay. all I thought. I didn't know anything. I don't all really right, cool. make assumptions of people. Like, yeah. I don't. That's that's probably a good thing. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I have to wait because uh, I've been wrong so many times oh, yeah. <laughs> in my life. Like, I'm usually dead on. Uh, yeah. Making yeah. <laughs> my first impressions, I'm never good at it because yeah. I'll be like automatically judge somebody being like, who's this? fucking asshole me too and then that's how i go but then it's usually negative i and then i'm usually wrong yeah yeah yeah. because then i'm like oh cool <laughs> yeah. uh, one of my best friends when i first met him i was just like this is a little weird guy yeah yeah and then i was like oh he's great yeah. you know but like i think um the moment i saw you do your set and perform i was oh, like that audition we had to do in front yeah, of everyone how yeah. awkward it was very awkward. And I, you, I, I walked in late. I had to do mine alone. Me, me because too. Because they, yeah, exactly. Like well, they had a meeting uh, with the writers mm. uh, a, a while back before they had all the actors in. That's but right. But I got the email and they were like, actors are uh, welcome to come. And I was like, oh, cool. So I went there mm. and I was the only actor there. 
Oh, wow. And they were like, and I didn't know I was going to have to do my set. And they're like, by the way, you're going to go up and do a, a short set. I'm I didn't like, know either. I was like, I didn't, I don't have anything prepared. And like, I don't remember. Yeah. I, I have to usually prep. You know? Yeah, same. And uh, I went up there and just kind of was like, uh, here's this. And I know. This. I and started it, doing some stand up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> it's so bad. And they're like, and well, they were like, you know, hey, uh, speed it up. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, but that's why that first day uh, when we uh, all the actors were there uh, before you came along, uh, they uh, they were like, why are you in all these sketches? Oh, because they had already seen they had already you. seen me. Well, that's it. That yeah, was yeah. I was the first actor they smart, saw. So that's smart. Why they, you, no, it wasn't smart. I were, didn't know. <laughs> but that's what people thought. They're like, oh, so you went early, so you could get. Uh, I'm like, no. That's what I would have thought if I knew that. I'm like, look at this motherfucker. I know. That's what most Trying people thought. So hard. That's what most people <laughs> thought, but I didn't know. Yeah, that was probably people's first impression of you. I uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not. Um, I'm not a sneaky like you know cutthroat person yeah 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 so that's totally not 11 years in new york but that hasn't really rubbed off no it's just yeah. it's just more of a work ethic than saying like uh like fuck you i'm gonna get mine yeah 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 as opposed to me who like w- don't show up if i'm not in sketches <laughs> <laughs> or if i'm in like sketches i don't like i'm like fuck it i'm not doing this <laughs> recast me bitch yeah all right my first impression of you you want to know yeah i was first impression first thought i the first word i thought of was daddy Daddy, yeah, <laughs> I was like, this guy could sire some children. Uh huh. Yeah, you yeah. felt like you you would be a, a a formidable father. Okay, that's the I, first impression I got. I play a lot of dads. Yeah, in my yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm wrong. Maybe <laughs> I I don't know. You're, you're not a father, right? No. Do you want to be? Uh, I don't know. Okay, we go back and forth on that. All right. Yeah, the way the this world is going. Yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. you wonder. If it you feels irresponsible bring yeah. to bring in another. Yeah, thing. yeah. And I'm I'm. I'm 35. Uh, Me too. But yeah, uh, it's one of those things where it's like we just moved to LA, and I'd like to enjoy, sure, LA before a you lot of my friends have thing. kids, and they're fantastic parents. And I, I'm like, how do you do this? But at no the same idea. time, it's like it's their life's not the same. No, it sucks. It's, it looks like it sucks. <laughs> it, we we babysit from time to time just to kind of like be like, okay, yeah, maybe we're not ready yeah for this yeah, yeah we'll see i don't know it has to be it's never Timing right has time to be right it's yeah. never a good time ever yeah uh to have a child but when it happens you also don't want to be doing a free showcase rehearsal while being a dad yeah you know yeah definitely not <laughs> i already performed for free most of my life exactly so why would i <laughs> yeah that's probably the worst time to do it yeah yeah uh what makes you cry uh, everything now. Really? The older I get I, at movies, uh-huh. like I just cry all the time. There's just something that triggers uh, movies, TV, uh, basically anything about like relationships. Yeah. Especially okay. with like parents or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, family. I don't know. I, I mean, I cried like three times watching the new Star Wars. You did? Yeah, because I have such an emotional connection to that that world that franchise and then especially carrie fisher and just seeing, oh like, well footage of her and their moments of that where you're just like oh and they purposely do this yeah 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 okay um, this is spoiler alert stop listening if you have watched the yeah Last Jedi. spoiler don't watch it if you have or don't uh don't listen to this if you haven't seen it yet but yeah. by the time this comes out probably hopefully most of y'all yeah. or you just don't care yeah right right spoiler uh, spoiler. spoiler spoiler carrie fisher obviously sad that she's gone, gone yeah. from the world but her um, space 
walk moment where she pulls her the space Jesus like she uses the force to go back to the yeah yeah to to the ship. How uh-huh. does that even work? I I don't. Were know. you crying at that point or were you laughing no. hysterically? I I I was kind of shocked because I was like, they can't get rid of her this way. I was yeah, starting yeah. to cry. I started tearing up because of that shot of her just floating in space. And uh-huh. I was like, oh. But then when she did the force pull, uh, I was like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the movie. I'm you one did. The, I'm, I'm one of the people who loved it. I'm one of the people who hated it. Okay. So okay. then like. We have a whole, we have to have a whole episode uh, of us just yeah. <laughs> arguing about this because I did not like it at all. I loved it. But I've seen it twice already. You have? Yeah. And Some people watched it, it a second time said they uh, liked it better the second time. I loved, I loved it even more the second time. Really? Yeah. Tell me why you liked it. Uh, I loved it because I, being a fan of Star Wars growing up, I. I feel like if they want to move the franchise into a new direction, it has to go to certain places. Otherwise, you're just... Because the last movie, as much as I loved it, it's just a rehash of all the cliches that we know. And it's kind of expect... You know, it's playing into expectations. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's great. Fan service is awesome. I'm all for nostalgia. Uh But at a certain point, you have to... Grow. Grow and be creative. And I like the choices they made with, like, kind of turning certain expectations... On its head. Yeah. Um, Like raise parents. Yeah, I love yeah. that. You like that? I love that because I kind of like, liked it too. Actually, see, that's the problem. Is like, I, I, yes, it would be awesome if she was like a Kenobi or you know, sure, like sure. a uh, Skywalker, a Skywalker or Solo, like whatever. Like it would have been fucking awesome. But I like the idea of like, yeah, you have no, you're nobody, but yeah. yet the Force can be strong with you, and you can be a hero even if you're a nobody. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to be a, be a legacy. You don't have to belong to. Yeah, that's how Anakin started. Or, from right. some slave woman. Exactly. Right? So then it's like, I yeah. rewatched the original trilogy and there's a lot of stuff that is parroted in this that kind of gets lost. Mm. I think that people are like, they changed it. It's like, actually, it's still exactly the same. They just do a new kind of yeah. twist to it. So I like it. Um, what did you think about Kelly Marie Tran? I loved her. She was great. Yeah, right? she was great. I've never met her, but she's got a, a really great reputation at UCB here. She does. Yeah. yeah. She's part of that whole Asian AF crowd. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They cool. know they're all like friends with her. Yeah. I had I, no idea who she was, Avi, because I'm new here. Yeah. I didn't yeah. I don't think I've met maybe at DCM, but I don't think I've ever met her, but she was awesome. She was really yeah. good. I didn't really believe her romance with Finn. That that was a little weird too. It felt yeah. a little pushed. Yeah. And what the fuck's going on with Snoke? That I liked actually. You think he's really dead? I think he is. I think that I don't think he's dead. I love that part because it was like to me I felt like that was Ryan Johnson being like, great, we have another, you know, kind of Palpatine like character. It's yeah, like yeah. cool. We all know that that what's gonna happen with this and and then just being like, nope, never mind. Yeah. There's enough of these Sith guys around that's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, you but know what like, I mean. I, and who he is and stuff. Yeah, I, where do you come from? I like the fact that it's like it doesn't matter because what really matters is the relationship yeah. between the, these the characters two that's and not, bound. not so much the big bad. That's it's more true. of a smaller. You're making room for Kylo Ren to be ascend to that yeah, level because he was because yeah. that to me shows he's like I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah, he's yeah. like this shit needs to die. Like the, the uh, past needs to die. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff of like the back and forth. He's like it doesn't matter. That was said a lot. I feel like that was like <laughs> Ryan Johnson kind of like that was his agenda. He's like fuck JJ. Yeah, yeah and I, like, I honestly <laughs> fuck JJ Abrams. Let's be honest. <laughs> that's right, what like, he, that's what that movie felt like. I like him, but, but like, like enough with the lens flare. Yeah, all right. I, and enough with the open-ended questions. Like, I don't need everything to be at Lost Part 7. I know. And you know? I, even though I love Lost. I, mean, I love Lost. I 
there is a certain point where you're like, cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 we're good. Okay. Um, so, so you cried at cut. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We went out of the yeah. <laughs> way All that's long, be like, stupid tangent. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just going to cut you at like, uh, I cry at movies. Cut. Okay, cut, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, yeah, everything makes me, I don't know what it is. It just makes me emotional. Me too. As I get older, I'm crying more. I don't know why. I cried the other day waiting for my boyfriend to get off of work. I was parked outside in West Hollywood yeah. in a dark car <laughs> with the lights off listening to Ed Sheeran's playlist. <laughs> and this song Happier came on. And it's a cheesy song. I mean, all No, but songs, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Your and it just hit me. Especially. My, yeah. my relationship with my wife is uh, very tied to music. What's your wife's name? Uh, Kelly. Kelly. Kelso. Kelso. Like, yeah, because her grandpa's... Italian? Uh no, Irish. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. But her grandfather's name or nickname was Kelso and when she was Kelly, yeah. they like uh called her Kelso, so she goes by Kelso. Gotcha. But um our relationship is very much tied to music. That's uh-huh. how we kind of first like connected and, you know, uh and our, our wedding too had a lot of music elements to it. Oh. Uh so like there are certain songs oh. and stuff that I'll listen to that I start like, What's the song that makes you insta cry? Um Song that makes me insta cry. Um, tonight, tonight by Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> oh, that's a good song. Because that yeah. was that was one of the wedding songs that we had. Uh, oh man, there's too many. Yeah, honestly, because I get very emotional and yeah. like I like to he- wear headphones and just listen to music a lot. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so music makes me cry. Uh, when I think about like my relationship with my especially the fact of moving here mm-hmm. of like she loved her life in new york so much that like she made the she sacrifice, sacrifice yeah, yeah to move here and it hasn't been easy and i'm sure it can't be is she in the industry uh no not anymore okay yeah i mean yeah. she was more in the music industry but like, gotcha uh, oh the music industry is big here it Huge. is big here yeah uh but she's focused on something else right now so gotcha yeah yeah, uh, but it's that, hard. It's hard to move here from New York, especially like if you loved New York. I you know? I did and I didn't. Yeah. I really started falling out of love with mm-hmm. New York. That's why I was like, it's time. Yeah, yeah. Because every time I would fly back, I would feel like this is home to me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Even though I came from Texas, right, flying right. back when I would land in New York and I felt like I'm home uh-huh. and got excited. I was like, that's where I belong. Yeah. And the past year. When I would fly back from LA or anywhere else and I'd land, I'd just have a dread of being like, Subway. This, you know, I just started getting very. Yeah, the, uh, the garbage smells. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm from New York and I love landing in JFK or LaGuardia, mm-hmm. usually LaGuardia, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and like once I go right into the city, the smell of the garbage in the street hits me and I'm like, oh God, I got to get out of here. There is a, I don't know. I mean, there are parts of it I, I still love and I miss, mm. but man. I, that, I think it was the MTA that really did it for me. It, <laughs> it's that, crumbling. It's the so infrastructure bad. is like falling apart. When I left, it was starting to get really bad. Yeah. And it was it was awful. I bet. It was just like all the delays and all the pain and just like. And it's like, not even faster to take like an Uber. It's not you know? at all. You could be, you no, could be stuck worse. on Broadway for like an hour. It's worse because then it's uh, Uber and Lyft is more expensive there too. Yeah. And is. then taking a cab is cheaper. And then like even that, it's just like you can't. It's the worst. You're just stuck. Uh-huh. Yep. Here, like you'll be stuck, but like you're only going like five miles. That's exactly. a, that's another crazy thing. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Speaking of uh you were saying like you fell out of love uh-huh. with New York City. Uh how do you practice love? How do I practice love? Yeah. 
Like, what are some? I need for me. I need like things that I actually do uh-huh. that I know I do to like remember to love people. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not I, uh, growing up in New York and growing up with immigrants, uh-huh. and also like a father that was like not present. I had to Same. learn love. Yeah, uh, you too. Yeah, yeah. So. You you don't you and I don't know how your mom was. My mom my mom was very like uh, stern businesswoman. <laughs> she we didn't hug till I was in college. Oh okay. And I had forced her to hug me. I remember the first day I forced her to hug me, junior year of college. Yeah. And it was so awkward. Yeah, I uh, my mom uh, has a tremendous amount of love and yeah. support. She what's that like? Uh, great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She had to like, but she had the task of raising me. I'm an only child, uh, but my dad wasn't in the picture. Okay. So we were, I was born. He was never in the picture? Uh, He was for like the first couple of months of my life. Okay. And he just had some problems with drugs and stuff and just, Mm -hmm. he was just 20. Oh, that's too young. Yeah. And my mom was 25. Yeah. And she was just like, you don't need to be a part of this. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's smart of her. Right, but yeah. it's hard to raise a child on your own. So she, so had she was single mom? She didn't remarry? In Houston. No, she never remarried. Wow. Uh, I In high school, I asked her, I was like, why Why don't you date or remarry? I remember yeah. early on when I was uh, five or so that she would uh, date. Uh, How was that? That was weird because yeah. uh, although I took advantage of it one time because uh, this guy she dated was a real dork. Uh, but he took us to go see Top Gun. You you knew he was a dork even at Not that age. Not a dork. Age. I just was like, this dude's lame. Yeah. Like F five, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it was five or four. I can't remember. Whenever Top Gun came out, because we saw it in the theater. He took us to the theater to see it. Wow. And I remember being like, this guy's trying to impress my mom. So I'm gonna try to get as much out of this. So I went to the snack bar. I was like, I want candy. Oh, yeah. And like he'd take me out there and get that. And afterwards, like I want Burger King. And he uh, took us to Burger King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that didn't last. What a smart boy you were. I at guess five. So. I'm a little precocious. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say manipulative, but yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but she, I asked her, I was like, why don't you? And because uh, we moved back to the place that she grew up, which is Ennis. Okay. It's like a Texas? very small Texas town. E N N I S? Yeah. Oh, that, that's like a triggering word yeah. slash name. <laughs> yeah. Do you know where that name's from? Uh, where I remember from? No. Uh, uh, Brokeback Mountain. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, talk about crying. Yeah. Bawling at that movie. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I did too. <laughs> Jesus, what a beautiful, sad movie. Yes. Anyway, Ennis, Texas. Um, no, I, mean, I just remember seeing that in the theater and crying. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that part where he just goes to the closet and just... Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, no, but I... Uh, yeah, so she took me back where she grew up so that our family could help raise me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was little, cousins and aunts and stuff. Yeah, my yeah. cousins, my grandparents. Uh, uh, and that was tough because my family is pretty religious. Oh, Catholic. And, yeah. Okay. And is your mom the Garcia side? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they, some of my family saw me as a bastard child. Oh, so well, then yeah. as a young kid, that was hard because they were very hard on me. Oh, wait, uh, but why? Because Cause I was a bastard child, and but like that's of, not your fault though. It's not my fault. Yeah. but they took it out on me sometimes. Interesting. So okay, but so my, you were like bullied by your your family a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the beginning, I was, uh-huh. uh, and I kind of started proving myself as I went along to be yeah. like, "Hey, I'm a good kid." Yeah, because they yeah. would say things like, "He's gonna end up in jail," and all this other. Oh stuff. Oh my god! Because I yeah. don't have a father. He's and his all this. father's son, basically. Yeah. yeah. 
So you're trying to like get out of your dad's shadow, yeah. Even though he wasn't even around, and it took me a while as a kid to wow. like live up to that pressure. But between my mom and my grandfather, yeah, uh, and my cousins acting like my siblings, that was like the love that I needed and support that I needed. That's cool. and my grandfather was kind of like a father figure to me, and he was just a good man who was friends with everybody. Yeah. So, well, did you go to church as well? I did. Yeah. I I used to get through church uh, by replaying Simpsons episodes in my head, <laughs> <laughs> or a TV show, uh, whether it be like yeah, any TV. You just show. be zoning out. Yeah, I'd zone out. I was like, because I was like trying to get through. At a certain point, I would try to fall asleep, and my mom's like, "You're too old to do that." Because <laughs> how, I would old, try to how pretend- old did you go to church till? Uh, I went until I graduated high school. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was going to church. My, I at first it was my family going to church, uh-huh. and then I got, I just like flipped into like crazy evangelical Protestant, like um, fire and brimstone Holy type. Shit. Yeah, mega church with the band. For me, I really wanted to be the band leader. And really? Yeah, because I have a decent voice, uh-huh. but I can't play any instruments. So I was like, I want to sing. <clears throat> and the band leader was like the hotshot of the church. You know, everybody knew him. He was the cool guy. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. could do no, no wrong. Right. Right. And, you know, I'm this little closeted gay boy. So I was just like trying to figure out like, you know, am, is this a phase? Is this something that I have to like a burden? I have to like carry around be. with me. And I just wanted to be on stage. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a lot of like church skits. So you didn't realize that like it was just the desire to be on stage. That's it. Yeah. I just wanted people to like look up at me and raise their arms like they were worshiping. (laughs) Right. You know, (laughs) but then you realize you didn't have to be part of an evangelical uh, cause for that. You could just do comedy. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, you know, funny enough, I never thought I could do comedy, but when I was 14, 15, like freshman, sophomore year of, High school, uh-huh. um, all my so I grew up in Flushing Queens with a bunch of like AZNs. You know, what I'm talking about spiky <laughs> yeah. hair, uh, you know, long silver chain, bl- a black leather jacket, wife beater, uh-huh. s- souped up car, yeah. rice rocket. You know, <laughs> yeah. so those are all my friends, and uh, they were like tough guys. Uh, but, but we all went to like a science and math school, so we we're all nerdy too. You know, so like <laughs> it was weird. It was like nerdy ass. No, I, I went to college. Yeah, one of my roommates are actually roommates friends who crashed with us in our dorm room uh, uh he he um he would use a term he goes i'm fob <laughs> <laughs> and he would I've never heard someone say i'm fob I'm with fob. confidence yeah he it's was usually like, an apology yeah you know, he's like i'm fob and then he would uh i forgot what his name was it was something like uh, it was something that like, he had a light of tonica or something like that oh, he oh, was japanese like, guy uh i don't know uh, like but he would just like play like house music all the time and he yep, wasn't supposed yep. to be staying in our dorm and he stayed in there for like three months wow and i was like he's got to go <laughs> <laughs> those fucking azns man i grew up with them and um uh what was i even talking about that because you were talking about the evangelical like uh about oh, the, oh yeah yeah you, you grew up wanting to be yeah. on, on on a stage yeah and all my friends had fake IDs, went to the West Village and got like fake IDs and uh-huh. they were all going clubbing, you know, to like lime limelight and like all <laughs> those like old like sound factory and all those like old like house clubs and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and um I just like wasn't into it, you know, like I went once or twice, but like I never went to like a non-Korean place because they would check ID and I was so scared to have a fake ID. Uh-huh. So I would go to the when um my friends would go out, I would go with my two girlfriends. 
that are like my closest friends. And we would go to the comedy cellar oh, in, okay. in, uh, in the West Village. Yeah. And we would go down and they would let us sit in the back uh, and uh, not the back, but on the side and drink two Diet Cokes uh-huh. for our two drink minimum. Yeah. And we would just watch Dave Attell, Godfrey. Yeah. Dave Chappelle would be there, Chris Rock, like all these like '90s New York comics coming up. That's and awesome, I, and that's where I lived. That was like my. That's a great time in New York. Oh, uh, that comedy scene in like the early '90s or early to mid '90s is like a fantastic time yeah. in comedy. You know, sometimes I wish I was like, I wish I had the self awareness uh, in high school to start comedy. Oh yeah, you know, no, I think that all the time because right? I think about because my student loan debt. Uh, is so out of control. Oh, that, same. That I was like, I wish I wouldn't have gone to college and I had just gone to Chicago or New York uh, right away. So you were about to go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. we had talked about that. Yeah. But you went to New York instead. Well, because I wanted to study, because uh, I was such a huge SNL person and mm-hmm. like I was like, uh, you know, my favorites were from Second City or Groundlings or, you know. Yeah. Um, but mostly Second City. That's right. So it's like the old guys, at least. Right. I was guy, like, that's yeah. who I. That's where I go. Uh-huh. I was like, that's where I have to go to yeah. study this. But I couldn't afford it, and uh, I was going to go one summer to do it, and uh, I just couldn't afford it. And I was like, so I just did some research, and then I found a place in Fort Worth that were like these conservat- Second City conservatory guys from years ago who mm. started their own theater oh. in Fort Worth that they taught sketch. You want to give a shout-out? Yeah, at a four-day weekend theater. All right, four-day yeah. weekend theater. But I started there. I was like, oh, I can go there. Yeah. And I so in college, I was studying improv and sketch there. And oh. then uh, my buddies who I did it with there moved to Chicago to do Second City and I.O. And they were like, you finish college and then you come up with us yeah 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 well then we'll start our own thing and we'll do like we'll be there together doing that's so exciting and it was it was like i was like cool yeah let's do it and then a year went by and i was just getting lazy with college but i was just trying to get through with it and then uh what'd you study uh i ended up i started with a music major oh and then i what do you like music theory or composition Uh, composition and i flunked out oh you did (laughs) i did uh so then i what drew you to that to begin with because i was i was playing music and what do you play uh at that time i was playing well in high school i played euphonium euphonium and then i played percussion it's like a small tuba oh so it's like a baritone okay okay. Uh, so i was playing baritone euphonium and then i switched over to percussion okay so i was doing that for a bit and then what's percussion like drums and stuff yeah like more of the auxiliary like stuff like the bells and like yeah the timpani and stuff like that and i was doing that and then uh, I got into the music program uh, at UNT University of North Texas, which uh-huh. has like an amazing jazz program. Oh, um, but I could not hang. You couldn't hang with them. I couldn't, and then I yeah. didn't really properly learn music theory. And yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I went to music theory class, piano theory, I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, and so I it was more of something you you liked and loved. Yeah, it wasn't a science yeah, yeah. to me. It was yeah. just something that I felt and I did. Yeah, you know, the same way with comedy. You know, just kind of. I was just like, about to ask: Is it the same with comedy? It is because, yeah. like, I think it's hard because I teach at UCB. Yeah, Upright Citizens Brigade for people who don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I I teach structure, like being like, here are the rules, mm-hmm. right? Here's the rules for improv and sketch and character. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's the be all end all. No, you need that guideline. But uh, I think some people are just intuitive to be. I think my favorite comedy is when I'm not thinking so much about 
what uh, you're doing. Yeah. 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 It just it just happens. I'm yeah, not thinking it just about makes like, sense. Where's the game of this or where is this structure? Yeah. Like it just it just comes. That's funny you mentioned that because I don't believe we should be teaching improv. Oh really? Yeah. Here's why. Why? I think improv's a great thing. Uh-huh. I think because I started a theater in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And we started teaching improv there. Okay. And as I taught improv, I realized that what we're actually teaching uh, and sketch and whatever, you know, is um, we're looking at how something was done and then retroactively trying to scribe rules around it. Right. So that's really what yes and and heightening is all about right. is like, well, this is how you start. And then this is how you recognize the thing. And then you heighten the thing. And then you have a turn. And then you have an out or call right. it, whatever. So, like, that's all stuff that we see good good comedy and then we code it, right? right. And then we try to teach that code uh-huh. back to students. And what I believe happens to students who really – not, and I'm not talking about people who are like – Oh, um, I'm Janice from HR at <laughs> yeah. Salesforce, and I just want to have fun. You know, like I'm not yeah. talking about those people. Like those people take improv all they want, but like people like us who like want to do it for real. Yeah, I think improv classes, the structure of classes, and the organization impedes uh, the comedian because I think you you fail less in classes. Uh huh. And the, for me, the only way to get better is to fail, 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 right. fail, fail. Yeah. And if you don't take big leaps and big risks, then you won't learn. You'll just only learn the amount you are allowed to fail in class. Right. But I maybe this is just me. Maybe this is the way I teach. Yeah. Because I highly encourage, I side coach a lot. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know what you think you should do. Yeah. But in this moment right now, what do you feel like you want to do? Yeah. And I was like, just do it. Yeah. And they'll do it. And if it doesn't work, I'll say like, why didn't that work? Uh-huh. Or if it did work, being like, isn't that awesome? You yeah, trusted yeah, yeah. your instinct and you did this and it's still following the format. I find that like, I try to tell my students that like, this may not be the place for you. Right. This style, because like, especially with UCB, we only teach like the main thing that we focus on is the Herald, uh-huh. you know, for the first four levels is le- leading up to the he- the Herald. Sure. sure. And then after that, you can put, do all these other forms. Right. Um, but being like, maybe our theory isn't for you, you know, yeah. like maybe our philosophy isn't for you. And it's up to you if you want to be a comedian or if you want to perform to find where it is that you can do what you want to do. Where you plug in your own point of view. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. there's no right way to do comedy. There's no right Bible or rule no. to it. There are guidelines. Sure. But it's up to you, the individual, to find those guidelines that work for you to then lead to your own voice that where you can break it. Yeah, yeah, Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Because like, I think that like, I think that structure is needed to a certain point. I think you need to know the... A, to where to start. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen so much bad improv, especially the college I went to. And I remember, uh, they started a improv group and I went there and I was like, Oh, you're just making shit up. Yeah. There's no structure at all. Mm -hmm, And it was mm -hmm. just like a mess. And I was like, you need something. Yeah. And they thought I was an asshole. So (laughs) I agree with you. I agree. I think there should be like a one-on-one. Right. Like a, you should teach the basics, the basics, but here's what I'm from Chicago, right? Yeah. There's, Second City, I.O., Annoyance, 
CIC, the playground, like yada, oh, yada, geez. yada, like nonstop. There's so many different like people sprouting up because there's an improv boom, right? Yeah. And it's the mecca of improv where it all started with Viola Spalling and all that. Yeah. So people come make pilgrimage, right? So I don't know if maybe New York and LA are different, but in Chicago, there's a lot of people coming and just getting stuck in these programs. Oh, right? yeah. So that's not the theater's fault, but in a way it is because you're selling this idea of like, Oh, just take classes here and you'll get to perform here. But that's not the case. Yeah. You know, and then people go, well, I didn't get into Second City Conservative, so I'm going to go to I.O. and do these classes for seven rounds. Yeah. And then go to Annoyance and do another seven rounds. Exactly. So at the end of the day, you know, as a business person, I could see it <laughs> as like, oh, that's great. Because clearly they, no one's forcing them to buy $500 classes. They're doing it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, do we need eight levels of classes for what? Like, what What are we actually doing here? Yeah, because they're selling, I mean, it, it's just like acting classes, you know? It's like, you yeah, have a, yeah, here's yeah. a theory and here's something we offer and it's up to you if you want to take that. Yeah. And granted, it's like the reward is a house team, right? Yeah. At any of these institutions. And you could, you may or may not get lucky. Sometimes talent has nothing to do with it. It's just casting timing. or timing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um but I feel like, and this is something I don't think people talk enough about. It's like, there's a, there's a, to me, there's a weird uh, line because I, I've dealt with so many students over the years that some are just impatient and yeah. they're just like, how do I get there? Yeah. I want to get on SNL. Get me the fuck there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and you're just that like, was that, I walked into oh, yeah. one-on-one. I was That's like, all of us. Why, why, why can't I do this? That's all of us. <laughs> but then we need like, I think that like, we need to be humbled and like have that like, that that discipline to be like okay it takes work and it takes yeah. this and everybody's story is different and uh-huh. everybody has a different path for how they do that but you need to recognize that like you don't have to take that path no yeah, yeah. and i think that's the hardest thing but you have to be ready to know that yeah does that make a, sense yeah absolutely most people don't want to know that they don't most people know just, that. just want a path like, oh, this is what Tina Fey did. So I'm going to step in her path. But that doesn't that'll mean get it'll me work. there. It, it won't work. Because if you de- follow Tina Fey's path, they, you could not get on a house team. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you think, like, you suck. Yeah. And then you're not doing the work that you should be doing in order to get that. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think that people get discouraged. The, uh, the look on students' faces when they, like, want to meet for coffee or something, and they're like, how long have you been doing this? Uh-huh. I'm like, in total, like, 13 years yeah. or so. <laughs> and their they're faces like, drop. <laughs> and they're like, and you have a book shit? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, yeah. it's just kind of like I, I tell them it's like in the 13 years I've been doing this, really like the past four years, I've started seeing results. Yeah. And yeah. even then the last two years, I've started seeing like better results. Sure, sure. And yeah. even then it's like I haven't really done anything. You yet. could be doing it 40 years and not see a result. Exactly. You know? And it's, it's like just a long game. But the the trick is to be like, how how can I do this in the way that I want to do this? Yeah. And sometimes you have to fit into like just like we're doing now with CBS, mm-hmm. you know. It's like it may not be our style, and we've had to adjust to that style. Huge adjustment. Yeah, for yeah. me too. Huge, I feel huge. like we we have similar tastes in yeah. some of that stuff, and we find uh, some of the darker things funny. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it doesn't work for CBS, but that's that's the box that we're in right now. Yeah, yeah. And we have to play to that. Yeah. But outside of this, we get to do whatever the fuck we want. Exactly. We, have to have, we get to have fun, right? Sure. So I think that this is a long way of just saying like, I think that um, people need time and work in order to fail to figure out like how they need to do this, and not one institution is right to say this is the only way you can. Don't do put this. your eggs in their basket. Yeah, if put you it find, in your own basket. If you're spinning your wheels and you're like, then 
find another way, make your own videos or write your own shit or, yeah. or just go to another theater. Go like, do stand-up, anything, yeah. you know? That's what I always tell students is go man. do stand-up. Anytime. Stand-up's hard, man. I, it's hard. I did it for a few years, and then I, I've been trying to get back into it. I've been trying to marry my sketch and improv stuff with stand-up. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, man. I'm sure, because in traditional stand-up, they don't want you doing characters no, and stuff. No, not at all. Bringing a goddamn wig on stage. No, they're all going to judge that, you. But, oh, like, you <laughs> but it's still like, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it's hard. It's still hard because I just realized, like, uh, most of these, my points of view are just joke setups to get to these character things. And yeah, uh, it's hard to marry the two. Um, anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But yeah. Thank but, God. But it does uh, humble you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. When's the last time you were inspired by another artist? Oh. Um, inspired by another artist. I... <sighs> It doesn't have to be comedy. It could be like art, no, yeah. music, clown. Um, it's mostly, it is music. Um, it, it comes in weird ways too, because yeah. it's not like always like a come to Jesus, like, you know, like, oh my God. Sure, sure, sure. But they're like little things. Like I remember a few years ago, you being from Chicago, or you were in Chicago for a while. So you might remember this band, Local H. No. Uh, they were a rock band that had like one hit back in the 90s. Oh, okay. Uh, but they've been around for a long time. And I love seeing them because they're just a good rock band to see live. Yeah. But they did this thing in the set where they took all their songs, but they would just go like they would have like these mini blocks of their songs uh-huh. that would just meld into each other. So like as soon as they were finishing that, they just keep playing this one note and then it goes into this other song. Okay. Just like. And at that time, I was doing like a showcase stuff, like uh, showcase sets uh-huh, uh-huh. with my characters and stuff. And I was like, that's fucking rad. I want to do that with my characters. Seamless. Yeah, yeah seamless stuff. So I would like take yeah. a little bit of that from there. That's cool. And then like um, watching, uh, I'm a big fan of, um, uh, there are these things called found footage artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they take uh, old VHS footage mm-hmm. or commercials and they set it to music. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that's really cool because I'm like, they're just doing what they love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's only, they found me, who was like the perfect audience for that. Uh-huh. And I love watching it. It's so skilled. There are some who are just so good at it. I don't know how they have the, they must have like a, like so much time in a basement. Oh, yeah. You know, just like downloading footage. And but you like, know that this, it's a labor of love, right? Uh, of course. And I think yeah. that's the reminder for me uh, that this has to be not because I feel like I have to. Yeah, yeah. It's because I need to and I love to. Isn't that the bitch? Because you start doing it because you love it and then you get caught up. Oh, yeah. Right. And then there's so many different factors that you have to be wary of. Like, I have to be seen. I have to make content. I have to, you know, like I have to be in front of casting directors. Oh, yeah. And like it, it just becomes. It becomes work. It becomes work. And then you start creating content that you think will get you that work. Yeah. To stepping stones into different work. Yeah. Yeah. And I that happened to me a lot in Chicago because fortunately I got, I got to Chicago 2012 and I started working at Second City 2014. So mm-hmm. two years oh, into wow. Chicago, I like started working. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And unheard of. Yeah. You know, like that's super quick. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it you know, it made for a lot of like, I, I struggle with anxiety too, but like uh, it, it hit hard because there was a lot of people around me saying like, 
oh, you got to put in seven years before you work for Second City. You know, this is the path. Lot this this is what we're talking about. Like, make your own fucking path, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you got to step in these different uh, uh, footsteps before you get there. So there's a lot of people like throwing a lot of shade and being of like, course, oh, Chicago, are, do you even deserve this? Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe it was all in my head, but like I was feeling that. And then no, on top of me, that, it was there. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure it was there. Be, yeah. yeah, especially like someone who doesn't look like any of them. That happens know? at any theater, like especially our theater where like somebody will just kind of come on the scene and just like, Phew. yeah. And then people are like, well, who are they? And yeah, it's like, yeah. well, they're fucking funny. Yeah, That's they who didn't they take are. 501 yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're talented. That's who they are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and that, that truly for me is I always felt like I was never polished enough, mm-hmm. but I had raw talent. Right. You know, like I'm funny. I'm a funny guy. So I might not have the the skills yet to be as professional as this guy who's been doing it ten years because repetitions is uh, 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 you can't fake repetitions, right? You yeah. know, you just that you, that's the muscle, that's the ten thousand hours you put in. Yeah. So like I was, I I looked and sounded unprofessional, but I was funny. I was pulling laughs, right? So like I think that was a lot of that, and also uh, when you're at Second City because. You, it's not like uh, kind of like New York at UCB, like that's the game, right? That's right. That's the peak. So once you're there, then industry starts coming. Lorne Michaels comes to watch right, you yeah. and all this stuff, like blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, you know, all these pressures, even if you want to keep cool and collected, the people around you are running around crazy. They make you crazy. They make you crazy. Yeah, and you're like, oh, shit. This, this is a, your opportunity. This is your break. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, eight miles in the background. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Eminem's singing to me. You know, I only got one shot. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I feel like raw talent is, like, I don't know. Maybe a few people will get this. But it's, like, sometimes you don't want Fugazi to sound like you, too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, you need that rough, raw. You don't want it to be, like, because with these foundations and these institutions, it's like they teach you to be like well-oiled and just Mm -hmm. like there and on it. And like, you know, everything about it and you're technically just perfect. Technically competent, uh, performers. Yeah. I've dealt a lot with Yeah, that. I, they have never made me laugh once. It's, it's, it's a certain skill that's impressive, but not, uh, it's missing something. And for me, like music wise too, Mm -hmm. like that's what I admire in some of, the music that I listen to. Yeah. It's a little sloppy. Yeah. And you can hear it. And then when they get older or they come back, you know, like a lot of bands re- reunite and you're like, oh, but now it sounds too good. Uh, yeah. They've yeah, had yeah. that skill. They've had that time. And now it sounds a little too polished. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as, it's not as raw. It's not as like something about that. Like I, I like, I, I over prepare sometimes, but mm-hmm. sometimes I like to just, maybe it's to my own fault of like under prepare because I kind of like the, the fee. I feel like, better in yeah. my skin when it's like just intuitive and just like there yeah and you're it's you're forced to be more in the moment yeah and there's nothing like watching a a, a comedian be so present that it feels like oh shit this could go anywhere you know yeah. like even to them yeah know? exactly yeah. that's why i love watching bobby lee oh yeah he's been doing the same set for a decade but <laughs> he he this is why he's such a powerhouse performer for me also he's a korean comic and i like worship him because like he's the only guy out here you know leading the fucking you know uh and i i you know i've opened for him a couple times Uh so i mean out of nowhere it just happened it's like one of those la moments like what how did that happen you know like out of nowhere and um i would every night i would do my set 
And then the feature would go up, would not watch the feature because who cares? And then <laughs> no shade, but like I'm not there for them. Uh-huh. And then Bobby Lee comes out and I always come out of the green room and I would just watch him do his same fucking set. But this guy, he's so good at being present that like he does these little things of like he like smiles through his joke or uh-huh. like he'll like have this like pause after his punchline. And then so to like make the audience think about the punchline one more time and then like pull it like and it's he'll do this stuff where like he's faking that it's the first time right you know to, and because that's what the audience needs the audience right. doesn't want to watch you just go through your set right you know and, and he's such a non like one-liner type joke a, 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 a jokesman you know yeah he's a performer so he puts on a show and well, it's he this- was a improv and sketch guy too right yeah, he did some of it. He did uh, Matt TV, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like, but he started fun. out doing stand up. Okay. Yeah. He he sh- he stopped by four day weekend one time when we were doing class and he just walked in. Oh. Because uh, he was just like, I just wanted to check out this space. Oh, whoa. Uh, and we were like, hey. <laughs> like, whoa. we were really like, yeah. So he was in town with- doing yeah. a show and then he just stopped he by. He just stopped by. That's so cool. We were just like, so like awestruck. Yeah. He's a real gracious man. That's awesome. He's very cool. Um, Cool. All right. So if you could develop one project only, Hollywood says, Frank, you're great. We're only going to buy one thing from you and never again. Oh, boy. What's that project? Oh, man. I've got a few dream projects. You got to kill some of them. Yeah. I think (laughs) I can't like. I mean, honestly, if I could do. I get very jealous watching a documentary now love that. that show yeah because it's not laugh out loud funny mm-hmm. but it's so precise and so some parts are laugh out funny to me mm-hmm. uh there's a specificity to it like that's what i want okay i want to do something that specific with comedy and music that okay. is just like a, uh that comes out of me a love you yeah, know yeah I, I don't want to say out loud what this project is I would love to do because yeah. I want it to happen. And I, do you have a name for it? Uh, yeah. Say it. It's say, called, you speak it's, it out into yeah. existence. It's called The Next Seattle. Okay. The Next Seattle. The Next Seattle. What's, uh, what is it about? It's a music scene in Seattle? Uh, yeah. I, that's it? all I'll say. It, well, yeah, yeah. It's not about the music scene in Seattle, oh, okay. but it's about that time. Oh, so, like Nirvana time? Yeah, and all Nirvana that. time. Yeah. Very influential. So, uh if I can mix uh, comedy uh, with music, uh, I would be and have that kind of specificity that documentary now has. Yeah, and have that resource. Yeah, to just kind of be creative and like, or be like tone, like do the tone and style that I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I just recently watched, kind of talking about things that inspired me. I watched this movie called The Love Witch. Okay, and um, it's it's not. Uh, the most sound movie plot wise, but as a horror fan too, of okay. like old like sixties and seventies horror, American horror. Uh, well, uh, this has a little bit of Italian influence to oh, it okay. too. Yeah, yeah. But it's shot. It's a brand new movie, but it looks like it was from sixties or seventies. It's shot oh, with these okay. brilliant colors and stuff. It's it's amazing. It's beautiful to watch. Gotcha. And like to incorporate that with the comedy and stuff that I love, like to have like that tone and style. Yeah. You want to be like a, you're an auteur. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, not so much auteur, but just like I want the resources to to make things look and feel the way I want. Isn't that what an auteur is? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Without the Some, compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's no compromise. It's every, all, everything's your vision. The sound, the editing, 
right. you know, what Louis C.K. Did, got to do with Louis right, at yeah, the end yeah. of the day. Like, yeah. That's what it is. That would be amazing if you could do a sitcom where it's like, I think like Get a Life. Do you remember that show? That was kind of like a little bit of that. Hmm. Or, is that with Danny DeVito? No. Oh, that that's was Get Shorty. The, no, that was um, uh, with Chris Elliott. Oh, okay. So back Love in him. the early nineties. But then like or Strangers with Candy, like Love that. You know, like yeah. uh The Ventures of Pete and Pete. Those are some of my favorite oh, shows. Yeah. But they have a style. There's like a tone to it. That's why I think I gravitated more towards Kids in the Hall. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. a huge SNL fan in that there's an era of SNL that's just like just like my favorite. Yeah. But when Kids in the Hall came along, it was like punk rock to me. Like when people like when I first heard Nirvana, when I first saw Kids in the Hall, that was just like it Whoa. blew my mind open. Be like, what? It is broke this? the mold. It's so like unique in its own world, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I want to be kids in the hall. I don't know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the more specific you are, I think, as a thirty-five-year-old, I can uh-huh. say now that I spent so much of my twenties being comp- compromising. You know, yeah. in relationships and stuff like love and whatever. Like, of course, you you have to compromise, but. I wish I compromised less when I was young because I would have known. I always knew what I wanted, but yeah. I didn't know I could get what I wanted. I, I, I learned this lesson time and time again, where I think I want something in that moment. And I try so hard and the moment that I don't try, or I just kind of like, you didn't do what I want mm-hmm. is when it pays off. Yeah. With relationships, especially in my 20s, I went through uh, and in my early 30s too, just like some really uh, tough and also unnecessarily complicated relationships mm-hmm. on both parts. Oh, on yeah. my part too, especially for being a piece of shit, being like, <laughs> I got my career to think about, or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, being yeah. like, I can't, I can't date you because I've got three improv practices a week and yeah. I gotta I gotta write this script. And it's like improv practices a week. Oh, by the way, this is an open uh apology to any woman I dated <laughs> during that time. I mean granted like uh there were a few people I dated that I just was I, I look back and I I'm in shock of how terrible I was. You were the horror that they had to go through oh, yeah. to meet Prince Charming. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry that I had to be that person. But we all got to be that. Some, for, but that's what I had someone. to go through too before yeah. I found my wife. You uh-huh. know, like I, it's so it's so funny. And then even with career wise too, mm. like forever I was just like so focused on one goal. And then when I almost got it or got close to it yeah, and it yeah. didn't happen, yeah. then I was was just SNL like, one of those? That was the thing. That was the thing. Yeah, of course, because you grew up yeah. worshiping it. And then I, I got to meet Lauren, and uh, I, I you almost, went through the whole process. Yeah, yeah. And, and I almost you sat got down on with the show. him. Yeah, I sat down with him. You almost got on the show. I almost got on the show. How was that audition like? Uh, in the studio, I mean, not the when he came. You know what's UCB weird? One. They people always say like never talk about it. Like, but I think it's Why? been long enough. I don't know. There's always because you like might weird, always you might come back one day. I guess so. You're I don't not know. fucking going back. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, trust me. I know. No, trust me. I know now. Yeah, yeah. I know now. I mean, after, no shade, but come on. Like, no, you're moving fa- forward here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly uh, what my wife says. Yeah. Because uh, she had to deal with all that bullshit. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I to th- The 40th season, I auditioned. Mm. Mm. Uh, 40th season? What are they on now? 45? No, 43, 44. Okay, three or four years ago? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I did a... Um, Live showcase, mm. and then uh, UCB, yeah, UCB. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was done, there, or just producers? Just producers. Yeah, I had yeah. done one a few years back 
or before that mm. that didn't go so well. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. kept tabs on me, and then I uh, auditioned. I submitted a tape. Then they asked me to do a live uh, showcase. Yeah, and I did that, and um, I remember uh, the showcase because uh, this stand up didn't show up until the very end, and I was like, "Man, this guy's fucked." Pete Davidson is <gasps> fucked, and. Uh, but then they, I went there to, uh, so I, I did the live audition and they're like, uh, we wanted to see him test. So I went into test, mm-hmm. uh, and there was Steven. Steven who? Garino? Uh, yeah, Garino. Uh, yeah, he was there. Uh, my friend Allison Rich was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few other people that I knew from the scene were there, but, um, I screen tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went well, went really well. And I was like, I feel good about this. I nice. felt really good yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were kind of trying to fuck with me too, with like they would uh, mess up some sound cues and stuff, and, uh, <laughs> to see if they you get if thrown I could, off. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it's yeah. like because I'm an improviser, yeah, I can handle you're it. You're a pro. Um, but then, uh, Dan, that's shady. Yeah, I think they do that just to see if you can hang. On Interesting. The show. I don't know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But uh, Pete was there too, uh-huh. and he was just like pacing and nervous, and I was like, "Good luck to this kid." <laughs> um, and then. I- Sure yeah. enough, I went in uh, a few weeks later. You they, you wait, you don't hear anything. Mm. And they're like, can you come in for meetings? And then I went in for meetings to meet. I mean, that what's that call like, right? Can you come in for a meeting? That must, I mean, if I was you, I'd be like, I have it. I got this. I, I thought that too. I'm going to go then, in there. I'm going to like sit and ch- chat with Lauren. Yeah. You know? Well, I didn't, the first time I just met with like, they prayed you around to meet everybody. Like the writers um, and stuff. Yeah. And I knew yeah. uh, some of the writers there already and stuff. And I knew, uh, a lot of the people there, but yeah. um, they take you to the music department. They take you to wardrobe. They oh, take you to all these wow, places wow, to wow, like wow. kind of feel you out. Yeah, yeah. And um, and they were like, "Great, we'll be in touch." And I, I there was like, "Lauren's not here today, so we'll see. We'll yeah. be in touch." And then they called me like a week later and like, "Can he come in for to meet with Lauren?" <gasps> oh my god! And what are you feeling at this point? I'm like nervous. Yeah, because then I'm like, I think I got this. Yeah. Cause that how how can why you, would you get it? Yeah, yeah, why would you meet with uh, Lauren Michaels if you don't? Get but that's the, the last step, right? Meeting with that's Lauren the last Michaels. step. Yeah, yeah. So then, um, before I went in, though, everybody was like, "By the way, you have to shave. Like, if you're going to meet Lauren, you have to shave." Oh. And I was like, "Okay," uh, but they didn't want me to shave for the test. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Okay." So then I showed up, uh, shaved, and everybody was like, "Oh, you shaved," and I was like. Yeah, and then what? I started getting in my head about it. Uh-oh. And then Who told they, you you had to shave? Your agents? Uh, everybody there was just like, if you're going to meet Lauren, make sure that you shave. Really? Like, and I was like, cool. <laughs> now I, I was like, it, that did, wasn't the reason why. But anyway, um, so th- I'm in this room for like two hours, and they parade around more producers and stuff to ask you questions. Yeah. And uh, I see Pete Davidson walk by because he just had his meeting. Uh. And I was like, man, this guy keeps getting further and further. I guess he's going to get the show. <laughs> And then I was um, waiting. They're like, all right. And they moved me to, because they were doing weekend update tests at that time. Mm. So I had to meet on the ninth floor office instead of the 17th floor office or whatever. Uh, And so I was waiting and he has all these assistants around, like answering phones and stuff. And I see Anthony Jeselnik come out. I guess he had tested for update. Update. Okay. Um, He'd be good on update. Yeah. Yeah, And then they they called me in. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, he was super nice. There, Lauren everybody was? was like, "Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. was like, be prepared because he's uh, gonna be cold, like, cold." Yeah, and uh, he's one, tiny, right? Uh, yeah, small man. One of the yeah. writers was like, uh, 
he checked his email like five minutes before he talked to me. So I was like prepared for the worst. Uh, but I got in there and he was like incredibly nice and warm. Attentive? And, yeah. Did he, he offer you anything? Water? Yeah. He. I mean, he had yeah, popcorn yeah. and shit. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, okay. Yeah. Um, Did you eat any? No. Oh, okay. I was so nervous and I... He kind of looked at me too because I had shaved and I was like, fuck, I should, you know, like I just, but he asked me just the basic questions you always hear. Yeah. And then, uh, what, what do we hear? I don't know them. Well, just like, like where are you from like, and shit. Yeah. Where are okay. you from? Yeah, What's yeah. your story? And like, uh, have you ever watched the show? <laughs> you know, you know, like, and I want to go out there and be like, uh, no. <laughs> I think, well, some people have done I just that. found out about this. <laughs> <laughs> some people like, uh, I felt like I fucked up because, and this is not the reason why I didn't get the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I felt like, because he said, like, uh, what's your favorite cast? And I was like, oh, I, I'm a huge fan of the 88. Oh, that was the other weird thing. When I went in for 88? my meetings, 88 to yeah. 93 was, like, Uh-oh. my favorite cast. Okay. But um, there was a weird thing that happened because they were like, who are your favorite performers? Like, the other producers and stuff. And I was like, uh, I Farley and, um, and uh, uh, oh God, now I'm like blanking oh my god phil hartman who you said oh phil hartman yeah yeah. so phil hartman and chris farley were like like my favorite you you were blanking then or you're blank you just blank i'm blanking now i don't know why i just blanked on phil hartman i mean he's been dead for a while (laughs) both of them uh no but those were like my two you know guys guys. and then uh people were like they had like such a dark like turn when they're like you know don't say they're like yeah like farley you know he was a he had some problems and like yeah. people were just like like they didn't like the fact that I said that I guess I, I bet literally everyone says Farley and Hartman I know I would think so too but there was a, a tone that anyway that, that's separate from but anyway I, I would go for John Milheiser Milha, what's that John Milheiser yeah. I know Milheiser <laughs> yeah he had an awful time on the show I know uh, that's why I want to say him yeah because everybody would be like who <laughs> <laughs> but he uh Man, he really got shafted on that show. Well, this a lot is, of people did. But this, yeah. le- this leads to why. Oh yeah, with, yeah, yeah. With my thing, because he was saying that, like, he was asking me, and but he said, "What's your favorite?" And he goes, "I said eighty-eight to 93. He goes, "Right, so high school." And I'm like, "Oh no, uh, I was in kind of junior highish, you know." So he goes, "Right, but everybody is just high school." And I was like, "Oh fuck, I fucked this up." <laughs> uh, I was like, "I just fucked this up." Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't. But he was saying that like the cast was so huge the year before. That's mm-hmm. when like uh, Brooks Whelan and Milheiser and mm-hmm. all those people were on. And he was saying that like he's like, "We don't know what we're gonna do yet." Uh, cast is huge, and we want to give people time because they kept Beck and Kyle on, and at that time they yeah. had Taryn and Bobby. And I think that I was too similar to some of them. Yeah. And he was just like, you're very talented. I'm sure something good will happen for you. And oh, that that's was it. nice. And that was it. But he was super nice but to me. But he told you that it wasn't going to happen. I, well, in, a, in the meeting. In a way, but yeah, not. Yeah. And I, I, but not I so directly. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, I yeah. was kind of shell-shocked by it. But I had to wait like two weeks yeah. before I found out. Uh, well, even then, I was like on hold. Okay. So, like, maybe. Did they pay you while you were on hold? No. Oh, okay. Or for, like, the... You were on, like, check avail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the following year, I, I auditioned again. Uh, I did a showcase, and they were, Wait, like... Wait, did, did, did Pete Davidson get on that year? That was the year he got oh, on. Oh, wow. That was the okay. 40th. And yeah, then yeah. the next year, they were, like... Um, that was that big year with the reunion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And also, I was kind of all fucked up because they were saying... You know, if you get this, guess who the the first guest is this season? I was like, who? And they're like, Bill Murray. Oh my god! Because uh, he was supposed to host. Oh my god, Bill Murray! And I was like, oh, that would be amazing Legend. for me. But yeah. then uh, 
I didn't get it, and then he didn't host. I was like, that's why. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Frank yeah. didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, How was that time for you? Was it, is it a dark time? Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. It fucked me up. Self sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What was your go to vice? Um, alcohol. Yeah. Definitely. I I just was lazy. I I just couldn't work. Yeah. It was bad. You couldn't get a, get over yourself. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. And at that time, I, I was mean, like, come on. I can you blame you? I mean, I can't. You know, like I would have gone through a spiral. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Um, I was really depressed about it because that was my dream job. Yeah. And at that time, I had very few opportunities. Mm. So that felt like that was it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you as, saw the doors opening for you. And then they closed. Yeah. And right. Then, and I was like, that's it. What was that next audition like? Uh, well, I just did a live show and I, I, I crushed. Oh, nice. I fucking crushed. Uh-huh. And don't you love that when you go like, oh, in like there's no way no doubt that yeah. i fucking murdered this thing. exactly yeah. and then a friend of mine sent me an email being like i just want to be the first to congratulate you uh for getting snl because there's no way uh, that you won't get on now oh lord and then sure enough like they hired john rednitsky i think Ooh, that the year fuck? well yeah and did he were- get fired right after yeah yeah and I- oh it's that guy who did um the dirty dancing. yeah dirty dancing i yeah, yeah, yeah. i asked a uh, friend of mine who was a writer for the show is like, do you know why they didn't go with like why again they? And she said, uh, oh, I think they were looking for somebody fun. <laughs> and I was like, I thought I was being fun. I yeah, don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, seeing what happened to him. Yeah, that's the other thing too, because like that's a dream job, but sometimes uh, it could be a damn nightmare. I guess so. I don't. I, I've had friends who have written and acted on the show. Yeah, and it's mostly been like a war zone. I bet. And it's been like some have better experiences than the others, but most of them have terrible. Experiences. It just it, it's it's weird to me that, and I know that we went on a whole SNL sidetrack here. Yeah, sorry. There's two more questions left, but that's okay because this, this was interesting. Um, the live comedy variety show. I understand why it's so cool um, because back when there were three networks, mm-hmm. it was a spectacle, you know, and right. like what a feat to write a show in a, within a week and then put it up and live and anything could happen. Uh-huh. But now with, you know, Hulu, VOD, streaming, scattered watching preferences yeah. and binging and stuff like that, like I don't know if that live element really comes through for me anymore and so much of that tight, the high wire act, the tightrope act, mm-hmm. is that it's written within a week with like a, a, sometimes a shitty host, and then <laughs> yeah. there's cue cards changing every second, blah blah. Yeah. But I don't know if that like really produces that great of a product for me, you know. And and not right. to throw shade on, who, I mean, it's brilliant what they do, but, but I it's wonder. Not for you. Yeah, I wonder if the format. We've we've evolved over the format. I, but they always find ways to adapt. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I that's mean, why still, they've been so relevant right. till this day. While still, I mean, because most of the people just watch it the next day. They don't really watch it live anymore. No, people are watching it in clips now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, because like with Lonely Island, that's kind of a way that they evolved. You yeah. know, their videos are tight. Right. Yeah. 
and they, I think that's kind of a way they, they have the old format because it's like, that's just the institution it was. Yeah. But they have these other elements to breathe new life into it and yeah. they find other ways to make it still relevant. I wish they would stream live. Uh, you mean stream like, like during SNL 1130, you know, like in New York. Oh, they do. No, but it's not streaming internet. Oh no no no! It's not streaming it. Well, yeah, you can. It's a, I mean, can you? We have um, Sling. Oh, that, okay, like, yeah, Slingbox. Yeah, 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 Sling thing. Uh, so I watch it on there, or just turn on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they now have the live broadcast, so it, it airs at eight thirty our time. Right. So we watch it at the same time, but I think like the only other way to like stream it is if you have one of those services. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that can kind of suck, but yeah, maybe that. I mean, who knows? Uh, NBC has an app. Maybe that'll be a thing that they do. Yeah, um, that seems like a missed opportunity at this point. I honestly like, uh, with SNL, like uh, I've I've as a fan of it for so many years. Uh, I've always thought of like. I never understand why they make what decisions they make. I don't think anybody does. No one knows. Except for the people there. Right. right, And even there, there, they probably don't. Yeah. It seems like it's like everyone's just running around. And then Lauren makes all the decisions at the end. Yeah. And like he's only one man and he he knows what he's doing. He's been doing it for so long, you know, and he can only adapt so much at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As you get older, it's harder to adapt. I, yeah. I don't know. My experience with him, other than the experience of going through yeah. all that, my direct experience with him was great. You think SNL will end if Lauren passes away? Uh, Do you think it should? I think it should. Me too. Uh, but I don't think it will. You think it's going to be handed down to someone? I think so. Oof. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just talking out my head. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, just, me too. This is just speculation. Yeah, this is yeah. like, I, I feel like SNL is like sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it uh-huh. is? It really is because yeah. there's like new players. There's new. There's times when it's up and there's times when it's down. And yeah. People like to talk about it like water it's cooler like, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Being like, who's gonna get on this season? Or I bet they're gonna get fired. And it's like, yeah, they're uh, still there. And like, there's all this like talk. Yeah. That goes on in the comedy community that makes it feel. I mean, so it's much still a like monolith. Sports. Yeah, you know, I mean, the it's, it's the Yankees. Absolutely. That's it. That's yeah. exactly what the SNL most money is. put in, the most yeah. like marketing merchandise. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I think I know the answer to this because we've kind of circled around this a little bit, but if Hollywood forces you to retire tomorrow, uh-huh. they make that show, that new Seattle show, yeah. and then they go, Great, we had like a, a, a British show, two amazing seasons. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then uh you got syndicated all around the world. You're uh-huh. getting residual checks, right? Oh, yeah. So you're good. Uh-huh. What do you do? Uh, but they make me retire. Yeah, you can't come back. I to TV and movies. You can't even make your own shit. Uh, can I You're be on stage? No, no. You can't do comedy anymore. I can't do comedy at all. No. What would I do? Cut theater out. Any, you any, can, anything. You, you can't do creative. acting. You would. You, you could maybe do porn. You could act in porn. <laughs> could I be the guy who just like uh, is there uh, happenstance? Like he's just like. Is like, what's going on here? And just watches. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just like so, in the so, corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my. I'm the neighbor. Um, yeah. The one who makes the weird faces where they cut away to, and you're like, <laughs> why is the sun there? You're ruining yeah. it. I guess I relate to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd probably play music again. Yeah. Okay. I'd definitely do that. Euphonium? 
No. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I played like guitar and bass too. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, in yeah, like yeah. bands and whatnot. I could see you uh, like doing moonlighting, kind of like what's his name from Parson Rec? Uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? Nick Offerman. Oh, you know Offerman, how like yeah. what was the jazz guy's name? Where oh, he uh, like, Duke Silver. Duke, yeah. Yeah, 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 like a hat and like just being a smoky jazz club. Exactly. I yeah. could see you pulling that off. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Uh, yeah, music is my fallback. Um, what a that, fallback to have. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And also, if not that, then I would just do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I would enjoy yeah, it. Just live. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Fucking live. If I had that money, incoming money, just yeah. like I could sustain my life on. Just travel. Yeah, man. Oh, that okay. actually, that's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, that's the right thing. answer. I don't travel enough. I really don't. You're not in a position to right now. I'm not. That's, yeah. I feel like I'm only doing this secretly so I could travel. That's what I really, really want. Yeah. My I, macro want. I, I just haven't, like, I've never traveled uh, to Europe or anything like that. I've wow. only been to Mexico, to okay. Canada, never and to, to Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii's cool. Yeah, I've never been there. Yeah. But that's that's good. Those are the furthest places I've been. That's pretty good. I haven't been to Hawaii or Mexico, so you got me beat there. Okay. I have been to Europe, like, five times. Okay. Yeah, I'm obsessed with, like, European architecture. Really? Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love old buildings. I would just love I to love, go. Like, churches and shit. just yeah. feel like I would. it would open me up. A yeah, bit more, yeah, you know? yeah. You have more things to fucking talk about. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, your sketch about like traveling abroad is so. Oh, it's thanks. one of my favorites. <laughs> it's so good. You know, uh, well, we'll take this offline, but I hope it gets in. It's um, so good. Thank you, man. Last question, final. Yeah. How would you like to die? Oh, I've thought about this a lot lately. I bet. Uh, because I have nightmares, and I that Elon Musk thing that happened. Which one? The the spaceship, the, the rocket, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that it made the sky look, and oh, yeah. I had no idea about it. And my people thought it was a nuke. Were, we thought it was a nuke. Yeah. We thought it was like aliens. I don't know. Well, you saw those New York Times articles that that's been coming out about the Pentagon. No, about Harry Reid, no. the senator. Oh, you got to read these. What? Two <laughs> what? articles came out in the same week last week. Okay, about this top secret program. Now, oh that yeah, they, for about UFOs and yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. like they show videos of like fucking people tracking UFOs I in saw. the air. Yeah. Anyway, go back. Go uh, like but I've been a fan of that. We can get off on a whole tangent on this paranormal and the supernatural. Oh, yeah. We got to do a whole side I, <laughs> I am obsessed with that, too. Me, too. Uh, and aliens and ghosts. Hell, I'm, yeah. I'm all there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think the way I would like to die, not like a chump. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I think I just. What's your fantasy? What's your ideal way to die? If you, if you could choose, if you could make a pact with a devil right now or death and be like all right come back this time and i want it this way i honestly to be to be honest with you i want to live a life where i was able to uh do what i love support the people i love especially mm. my mom to pay her back for all those years that she supported me i hear you girl i like I, the one thing i always talk about is i want to buy my mom a house exactly a damn house if she stops me paying too. rent Yes. Stop moving to different places. I don't want my mom to have to worry about anything. anything. Yep, That's, exactly. If I could do that, I'll be successful. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You'll get there. I I want to be there because I I owe her so much. Yeah, you do. I owe my mother so much. She didn't even remarry. Uh, she didn't, yeah. You she, fucked it up <laughs> at five. She's like, I'm <laughs> done with, with men. that guy. Yeah, yeah. You're, he, I was he a problem her. child. Yeah, yeah. The loser dumped her because of you. I think she dumped him. Oh. It's so because actually she dated somebody when I was in college. Uh, and they dated for a long time, and he wanted to get married, and she said no. Really? Yeah. And she keeping her options open. I, I don't she know. She knows what I, she's worth. I think she's just like, 
oh, I don't think I got to this because I asked her. I was like, why don't you date anybody? Yeah. And she said, uh, Frankie, because all the men here are idiots. Well, that's what my mom says too. Yeah, she's yeah, like, she's too I'm good not for gonna, them. Yeah, yeah. But I would, I, I would love to have lived a life where I could at least supply and support and do what I love, and then like peacefully go. Uh, ideally, doing something I love okay. or being at peace. Yeah, yeah, Does that yeah. makes sense. Like in a bed or something. Not even a bed. Well, I mean, uh, like even like if it's just like on a beach or something. Oh, you know yeah, what I that'd mean? be nice. Like watching a sunset, <laughs> hearing the waves come in. Yeah, 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 just yeah. Something peaceful where I can just be one with, um, or honestly, like staring at the stars. Ooh, you know, at night. Yeah, just yeah. something that where I can feel like one with uh, the universe. The universe. Yeah, I'm yeah. very big on that. Me too. I I feel like. Um, I'm not a religious person, but I feel like we play a bigger part in the universe and we're part yeah. that we're, our purpose is not just to live and die, yeah. that we continue uh, to serve a purpose within the universe and the many things that we don't understand. Wow. Now you're going to make me cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the way I feel about life. That's great. I feel like we don't end here. We continue somewhere else. We just don't know it. Right. It is a certain type of hubris to think that this is your one shot and then that's it. It's a very cynical outlook. And I understand people's thing being like, yeah, you die and that's it. Yeah, but yeah. even then, it's like when you decompose or you, you yeah, leave things something eat behind. you and shit. And then, yeah, it's like not exactly, your worm food. Yeah. But even then, it's like when you die, some part of you, even if it's a speck, yeah. continues to uh, do something in this world. Right. Or past that. Yeah, their matter can't be destroyed. So you serve some purpose. There, it, it may not be the, the like, huge, anything colossal. Yeah. But it's always a small part. It's something. You play, you play a part in some way. That's right. In every action you do, you play a part. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think? You think we did some good work? I think so. Yeah. This was fun. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'll I, say this. like I, I've been so fortunate. Uh, I'm, you're one of the people in this cast that I've just been like so excited to meet. Oh. Uh, and I feel like, like I say, we have similar sensibilities and sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's been awesome. Uh, <laughs> we were laughing so loud about the um, – uh, one of the things I was like, okay, he gets it. Or I – when we were talking about the the sketch about the uh, contacting the dad uh, via, um, oh the medium, yeah the, the medium. medium sketch, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> that that's the one that didn't get in. Oh gosh, yeah yeah, that's so funny. To Thanks, me. yeah, See, it's so I funny. So too. Just like somebody being like, ah, oh, I'm in hell, yeah. <laughs> I'm burning. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Well, one day th that'll come to fruition in its own way. Oh, yeah. In due time. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Peter. All right. I mean, I miss being liked. It's like making love to a